Some viewers may find the following video disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. Hi, I'm Clive Farrington from When in Rome, and this is Business Mirrors Live and in Quarantine. Heaven knows I tried, but nothing will give way at all. I always see your face at the start of every day. You always set the rhythm that makes my body ache like falling from a wall. It's just your back you break. Heaven knows I tried to treat you better. Heaven knows I tried to give a little bit Will it take to stay together? Heaven knows we tried, but we drifted apart. You always broke the boredom, it was always there to break. I gave you all my loving, as much as you could take. But still there's something missing It's gone missing deep inside My words won't compensate at all For all those nights we died Heaven knows I tried to treat you better Heaven knows I tried to give a little bit more Thank you. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm all. I'm. I'm. I feel with all kinds of emotions right now, and I'm about to fucking explode. <laughs> like a climax. Like nah, man. I can't. Oh. Not even like. I'm. A, I'm hitting a fourth wave, bro. Like hey. I'm on a different plane right now. What you on? Uh, I'm nothing. Just <sighs> I'm raw pig's energy right now. Hell yeah, that's what I like to hear. Fuck. We're about to get into this right now. You ready? You ready, Zach? It's every day. Let's get this. Let me tell you about my best friend He's a warm-hearted person 
Broadcasting live from a secret location in Compton, California. The talk show that makes psychiatrists see other psychiatrists. Other psychiatrists. Other psychiatrists. Other psychiatrists. Other psychiatrists. What's up, Zach? We are on the road to 420, Mario. Today is episode 414. Can you believe it? You know what? I can. I can believe it. Because you know why? Why? Because it's Sunday night. You know what that fucking means? Football? No, not football. I guess sports, if you like that. Yeah. I mean, like, aside from football, it's fucking, you're tuning in to the, to Into Pigs Radio, Pigs the Radio. longest running podcast in the world. There we go. Broadcasting live <laughs> weekly Sunday nights, 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time from the beautiful Pig Studios in Compton, California. Yes, sir. That's what's up, Zach. I'm excited for today. Let me tell you, when I started this podcast, I didn't know what this thing was ever going to turn into, and I didn't know what, what... you were doing. Exactly. Yeah. You know, <laughs> at, at all. And to this day, I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing, <laughs> other than I know that I'm hanging out. I'm having the best fucking times having conversations with so many guests. Right, Dude, yeah. We're on episode 414, 12 years long, 12 years fucking strong, broadcasting out of fucking Compton and bringing out some crazy, diverse, influential, mind-blowing, changing, whatever styles of fucking music from all kinds of different ranges. Yeah. It didn't stop there either, though. It doesn't. Because we fucking, can we get the party going? Oh, yes, we do. We get the party going. And episode 414. Uh, what happened? It's just going to be fucking. It's, it's going to be one for the books. <laughs> it's going to be one for the books, man. As always, I'm Mario 81. You can also catch me on Tuesday nights on the West Coast Pop Lock Podcast, but definitely hear the king on fucking Sundays, the king yes, of podcasts, the king of fucking production on the West Coast. Mario 81, right next to me, is always the one and only. Catch him on Twitch. Catch him on playing video games. Hey, what are you playing this week? Zach uh... Rabbit Lopez. I'm on uh, some Apex, got on some grind with uh, the Ranked on there, still doing uh, uh, Smite, but also I'm trying to get back into doing music on there. I haven't done it in a while since I got my new computer, so I got to figure out how to get the, the music from my DAW into the computer. The The programs I got running right now weren't working with it this last Wednesday because I was planning to do a whole the whole thing, nothing but uh, music, but unfortunately I couldn't do that. But hopefully this week I can get Epic it going. Epic fail, guy. It's all right. It's all but right. You know what? You get it next week, though. It's all right, though. Yeah, of course. Just, just, just keep at it. Just don't give up. No, oh, never. Don't, don't give up. Never. You're not like the comedy. Just, just keep going. Just keep doing it. That's fine. That's okay, fine. Okay. We're still fucking dunking on kids, so it's all right. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Keep talking all that shit. On, uh, I'm sorry. What nights do you stream? Every day, Tuesdays or uh, Monday nights uh, around eight o'clock. Whenever I put the boy down, you know, and then uh, Wednesdays from five to ten. So check me out anywhere, everywhere at Zach Rabbit Lopez. That's right. That brings up your pigs crew. Uh, we have some people missing today. Uh, we want to wish them well. Uh, send some positive vibes their way. Just Super dealing- Jose. Yeah, man. Uh, no, yeah, no, li- not to him. He's no, he's an asshole. Yeah, I, I will. <laughs> I, I, I will fuck say, that fuck that guy. Two other assholes who played him. I will say that. Um, Without him here, I know I'm going to be able to get through a whole conversation without being rudely interrupted. So it's all good that he's not here. But once again, we want to share, you know, wish him well, Beans, for not being here. But fuck you, you're an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) 
I tell you who's not an asshole, Zach, and I, I can tell you this: this gentleman who walked in today, fuck. Just we have the one and only Clive Farrington returning back to Pigs Radio, and let me tell you, not in only person. Re- in person, because <laughs> the first time uh, I don't know if you recall when we had our interview, this was episode three hundred and six. Wow. So quite a number of uh, hundred and something uh, shows ago. Yes, brilliant. And in podcasts, and, and nowadays, that's like forty years ago. Like <laughs> it was so long. Yeah. And even back then, just being able to get you on Skype and taking time out of your day to talk to us. I mean, that was fucking amazing. But now to actually have you in studio, we get we get to break bread, we get to share some drinks, we get to you know listen to some music and share some fucking stories in person. And granted. With everything going on, I appreciate you coming down Thank and obviously you so much. Thank just you. being a rock star and fuck it, right? I mean, just throw it up in the air and fuck, oh, fuck everything you. that's going on. Like, let's just continue to make music. Well, it's a real honor for me to be here. And, and of course, Al, Al, Al's come along. He's my, uh, he's our technical guy. He looks after Farrington and Man and everything else. But um, on, on a serious note, my father passed away yesterday, so I'm going to dedicate this whole show to him and the songs I'm going to do at the end uh, are going to be dedicated to him but on a lighter note he's in a great place he's in heaven with my mum now so thank god oh man I mean a true testament I mean people have called out of this show for lesser things like I don't know just not wanting to come but you have someone who went through I mean Jesus I'm so sorry to hear about your dad. And yeah, yeah I, I, but I did. The re, I mean, I could have just said no, I don't want to do it. But my dad absolutely. would have wanted, definitely would have wanted me to do it because he was a. He helped me with my career all the way. You know, he was never number one fan. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and he, he used to make lighting rigs and stuff out of. I've told Al this before, but he used to make lighting um, lamps out of uh, five uh, five liter cans, a gallon. Can't paint cans. Oh no way! And uh, he'd put a uh, light fitting in there and uh, make these stands and everything else. And he'd make PA systems for us. And he was our smoke guy, right? <laughs> and uh, yeah, in, and he made all the lighting. You know, all the stuff that made the lighting work. So he was there right from the start when we were doing all the work in men's clubs and coming up through the system, as it were. That's amazing. I yeah. remember. I also remember growing up. My dad was supportive. He would drop me off at the gigs. I started off DJing when I was fifteen, and yeah. dropped me off and wait in the car until I was done and to load everything. It makes a up. massive difference when you've got uh, your parents behind you, you know. And they're not saying, "Oh, when are you going to get a proper job?" I mean, I've had proper jobs, of course, but you know, they, they never, uh, you know, never complained when they were when it was uh, just you know on the the slippery slope, as it were. That's so amazing to hear that have that kind of uh, support. I mean, I, I know from Hispanic cultures that's it's very invented in us. Like we we've learned from parents, and to hear that from yeah. from obviously uh, you're not from this side of town. And, <laughs> uh, it, we're the same, aren't we? In everything, you know. I mean, you know, when we got good parents, we got good parents. It absolutely, doesn't matter where you're from, you know. And you get, if you've got a good bring, upbringing. It, uh, it makes a massive difference, of course. There's a lot of assholes out there. I'm not going to lie. There's oh, a lot no, of absolutely. assholes. I just want to say hello to the people that are actually putting the uh, Shannon, uh, the Dungeon Podcast. Oh, what's uh, that, Again, me? sorry about your... F- oh, thank you so much, uh, the Dungeon Podcast. That's brilliant. Thank you so much. 
Uh, say hello to Shelley, my wife. She's listening at home as well. And the dogs, uh, Danica and uh, <laughs> Phil. And my daughter, Saskia. She might be listening in the UK right now. She might be in bed. But if she is, hello, darling. I love you very much. She can, if she's already asleep, she doesn't have to worry because she can actually catch the, the rebroadcast and the local music experience on Tuesday at 7 and 7. Yes, so, sir. Or yeah. she can re-listen any time and all across all your favorite social networks. So make sure you guys got to hit that like, subscribe, and, you know. Cool. Good other things. On that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Jesus, I mean, Zach, where do we start? Oh, well, I mean, well, missing... you know what? You know what? First of all, <laughs> yeah. we, we need to do this and we need to do this to pig style. And you are now here in pig studios and thank you for coming down and obviously over, over everything that's going on. So we know who you are, sir, but let's get your name. Let's get what you do. Yeah. And as a pig's icebreaker, we need a, either a pig squeal or a pig's call. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there you go. So. <laughs> what do you need exactly again? So let's get your phone name. Oh, yeah. My, my name's Clive Farrington. I'm, I'm originally from the band When in Rome. Everybody knows the history of When in Rome. There was a lot of legal stuff that went on and blah, blah, blah. We're all over that now. So we're called Farrington and Man. We don't call ourselves original members of When in Rome anymore. We're now called Farrington and Man. Um, we wrote the, 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 the hit song, The Promise. Um, uh, we're, we're known as a one-hit wonder, but, you know, we do have other songs and, we, you know, the... Uh, it's always great to um, be able to perform the other songs because we've been on, uh, for instance, we've been on Lost 80s, uh, the Lost 80s shows and they only give you 10, 15 minutes on stage and stuff. So uh, we, ca- we kind of decided to move away from that and uh, we, we got Al on board who looks after all of our stuff and does the tech advances and everything else because all of that is, for me, is very important because uh, pre-production of any show, if you make it, if you sound great in the garage, you're going to sound great at a, a venue, you know, so yeah. if you get it right in your garage, you know, you're going to sound great in the, a venue. I can tell you one thing, we're going to get it right tonight. <laughs> so if we get it right tonight, we're going to do it right yeah. in the fucking venues. Uh, Clive, welcome back to Pigs Radio. Thank you for coming down, and obviously in person. Once again, we had you digital uh, via Skype, but it's it's amazing to to have you in studio. Thank you so much. No, we need to get that pig. A... We need to get that pig squeal though, or pig's call, whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that's how the sound. That's how the pigs sound from across the pond. I, you know what? <laughs> I, I grew. I grew up in Cheshire, so I'm used to it. You know, we had we had uh, at Withenshaw Park, for instance. They have a, a farm there that specialises in farm animals, and it's not uh, normal <laughs> zoo animals. So. Uh, you, you know, it's uh, sheep, pigs, and all sorts of stuff. So we kind of grew up with that stuff. And I, I, I actually ride, used to ride motocross. And uh, we, we used to, re- I call it rehearsing now because it's like being with a band. But uh, we used to practice on this farm and it had its own racetrack and stuff. And they had pigs and do- cats and all sorts of stuff. So it was, uh, we grew up with those kind of things. You First know? hand, that's right. <laughs> Good to get your hands dirty, get to know the pigs for who oh, they absolutely. are. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. They're a beautiful animal, aren't they? <laughs> All right, Clive, and once again, you already introduced him, but sir, introduce yourself, let's get your name, let's get exactly, I don't know, ballpark figure what you do, and then let's either get your pig's call impression. (laughs) My name is Al Judd, I'm an audio engineer, production manager, jack of all trades, therapist. (laughs) (laughs) He's better therapist than any any of the other things you mentioned. You know what, I never thought about, you're absolutely right, at the end of the night when you're wrapping up fucking wires or packing up mics and you're like talking people off the ledge at the end, he absolutely 1,000% therapist. Tour manager, I tour manage bands as well, so you know, I'm that guy. 
And uh, we're in Compton, right? Yes, sir. So we got to do a Compton uh, pig squeal, right? Yes, sir. Bleep, 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 bleep. Driver, put your hands outside the window. <laughs> <laughs> he got me in that first one because I really thought I was like, oh, shit, that's a squeal. Like, oh, they just metamorphosized. Right? <laughs> Brilliant. So tour manager, like, can you name some of the bands you either manage or? Yeah, this fall I just did a tour with The Fix. That was the first like real tour that we've been since all this COVID stuff. Um, so yeah, I toured with them. Um, God. Oh, it's been so long. <laughs> <laughs> this COVID thing has got me fucked up. <laughs> but yeah, them Information Society. Um, Great know, bands. I, I worked with Wang Chung for a long time. These guys obviously. Um, you know, I, I was production manager for some DJs called Above and Beyond for a few tours. Um, you know, uh, I tour managed a band called IMX a couple of years ago for a summer. Um, you know, a, a variety, like kind of whatever comes up. I know I'm forgetting a bunch of people, but, you know. I mean, I can only imagine. I mean, uh, Zach and I, we, we we do live shows. I know about production. I produce a handful of live events that go from anywhere between five to up to 10,000 people. Yeah. And dealing with all the moving pieces and cogs and, and, and everything. It's insane. I can only yeah. imagine what it is on a big boy fucking tour and you're yeah. dealing with some like high end personalities and yeah. it's just, I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's some gnarly stuff. Uh, how many years have you been on the road? Well, I, I, I'm also a drummer and I went on my first tour in a drumming bugle corn, 1984. Wow. So holy shit. And then from there I went to music school and then I started playing and then, um, at some point, I kind of started making more money engineering than I did playing drums. Right. So I just kind of transitioned into that, and that's just kind of what I've been doing for the last you know, few decades. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's our drummer. For longer, for longer than I care to admit. You know what? Wherever people got to find their passion or have fun with it and get paid, I mean, I think that's the ultimate goal. I mean, obviously, if, if it wasn't worthwhile, I'm sure you would have left this fucking business a long time ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I, I worked in the studios, too. I did I did a TV and film post for a number of years, and I just got burnt out on it. Man, I got burnt out just, like, sitting in the box doing the same thing over and over again for the same thing. Yeah. You know? and, and, uh, and when that particular facility that I was working at got sold, I got back into doing live sound and – um like this is the early 2000s and uh, there were some live connections that I had that really needed people who could do Pro Tools and be audio engineers. And all their live sound guys, they didn't know Pro Tools. But I was super proficient at it because I'd just been doing it in post-production for years. Right. So I kind of transitioned to being the live Pro Tools guy. And I could also mix front of house and I could mix monitors and I could be the production manager. And then I kind of got into tour managing from that. I was like, hey, we got a tour, but, you know, we need a sound guy, but we need somebody who can also be a tour manager. So, okay, well, what do I got to do? You know, like That's literally figuring out how to make spreadsheets in a hotel room the first night on the road. Like, yeah. I don't know how to do this shit. We turned up at a place a, couple, a few months back, and it, it was a brewery in Cincinnati, and there was no PA system in there. Oh, shit. So, uh, and the band had just come off, and they said they'd taken the, the band had been playing there in the afternoon. And, uh, we said, where's the PA? And they said, oh, we're just taking ours out. You know, you need one. And they said, they, they, they uh, lent us theirs for the night, didn't yeah. they? Oh, so wow. we set it all back up again. Yeah. $150 later, yeah. We, we, were, we were happy. <laughs> I mean, that's not bad. I charge way more than that. That's not, that's not bad, $150. Yeah. Bucks. Yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I mean, the, the local really... band in Kentucky, you know, they hooked us up. So. Yeah, that was really shout good. Out to local band in Give them a shout out. Yeah, yeah do you remember the name at all, all of the band? Yeah. But it was uh, it was the, the Burkus Brewery in Cincinnati. So the people that that own that will give them a shout out for us, I'm sure. You know, uh, I, 
there's so many questions to ask, and I don't know which direction to really go, but kind of staying on that path, what's been one of the gnarliest shows that you can remember? I mean, obviously, no PA. I mean, has, has that been the worst-case <laughs> scenario? No, like, no, you show But, you know, because Val's on board. I mean, the reason why he's on board is because we can get through that kind of thing very easily because, of course, it, even if that band had not had a PA system, we could have gone to where it, a local higher place. and You just would have got it done. You yeah. would have got it done, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I mean, do you remember uh, a scenario with, with without an owl with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All the gigs we did before went in Rome. You know. I was in a band called Bow Leisure, and we did the Working Men's Club. Every every factory and every uh, engineering factory in the UK, working working class areas, had what's known as a social club that built onto the same grounds of the place. So you'd finish work and go straight to this place, uh, get drunk for nothing. And uh, a band would be on, so we'd be playing those places, you know. And and Bo Ledger had a frontman who didn't he didn't mind about wearing the makeup. Let's put it that way. He was a, he was a proper uh, new romantic guy, you know. Okay. And we used to play these really not like you say gnarly clubs and stuff. And we'd get kicked out of places all the time because we were playing our own stuff. Because in these social uh, clubs, they wanted you to play Beatles covers and uh, the Bee Gees covers and stuff, but we. We decided to play our own stuff, but it was a really on hindsight we shouldn't have really been played. But it's great; it's really great experience because, you know, having been uh, heckled all the way through uh, signing a record deal, it's a, quite a good thing because it, I don't know whether you've seen the film The Heckler, but no, it's, it's all about uh, how uh, comedians and artists deal with uh, unruly uh, people in the audience, if you like, and it, it's a great show to watch. I should have watched that, or we should have watched that before you went on, because <laughs> Zach tried some stand-up, and we heckled him to where he didn't want to do it anymore, so yes. I, I need to go watch that, Zach. It's, it's all yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You, you, might, you might find some new found confidence, and you might try it again. Oh, I'm going to do it again. Just oh, okay. not here. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> go to Manchester. <laughs> Somewhere they appreciate good comedy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's all about them. They don't know what's Pro audio guy is. saves the day. <laughs> John McJunkin, thank you so much. Thanks, mate. John. <laughs> Pro Auto guys do save the day. I can't tell me how many shows I've, I've been to where I wasn't even supposed to be doing audio or or working, per se, the show. And I just so happened, like, there was an emergency. The guys couldn't get it done, and I was there to get it done for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, and, yep. yeah. I've been, I've been that guy a few yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But I did yep. 10 years at a hotel as well as uh, event technology manager. So I was, I was doing corporate events, live events. Uh, PA systems, lighting, and theming rooms, and everything else. So, when me and uh, Al get together, we've got that. Wow. You know, we, okay. we, we kind of uh, we're in sync a little bit. He, you know, I, I'll know what he's talking about. He knows what I'm talking about. So it's a uh, it's a good little uh, relationship. You guys work there. work well together. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. 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 And how long have you guys been working together now for? Roughly. Uh, well, I mean, Clive and I together probably like two or three years, I think. Okay. You know? yeah. like definitely before the COVID thing. Yeah. Um, but like you said, you know, we used to do last last eighties tours together a lot. You know, I was usually working with Wang Chung or, you know, Naked Eyes or somebody or whatever, but I'd like mix them sometimes. Um On the good night. Yeah. <laughs> on the good night. And we just kinda of started chatting and we just both happened to live really close to each other in Orange County and, and we said, Hey, you know, we should get together and, you know, do some stuff and so we do. You know, I have a studio at my house, he's got a studio at his house. So, you know, we just kind of get together and collaborate on stuff, especially, like, during times with COVID when we don't really have anything going on. It's like, well, fuck, man, let's produce something. Let's, you know, yeah, do so, something. So yeah, all the, the so. new songs, all the ones we're going to play one right at the end of the show. Um, it's a song called To Fix Us. So that was actually created 
in this downtime we've had. You know, it, I mean, you know, you know, it's obviously been horrible for a lot of people, but for people that have got studio, you know, thank they've ha- they've got something to do. You know, they've got something to do. Anybody that's not got a hobby at home in in this situation right now, it's. Uh, they're struggling, struggling a little bit. Yeah, that's that's definitely what happened to me. You know, because I'm not like big into the whole like studio thing. Like I have you know interface and whatnot, so I can record, but that's not yeah. where my you know expertise is. Yeah. So you know, with you know the world being shut down and playing so many shows uh, within the year prior. Yeah. You know being a musician that being like my biggest drive yeah like it, it was hard absolutely know? so i mean that's that's why i got into streaming you yep. know on twitch just because like i'm playing video games and I'm in, I'm in my other friend's streams and whatnot it's like why am i not doing it you know yep, absolutely because right. i mean we do this i do some stuff on elamine it's just like i do my own thing why not you know fantastic so, yeah absolutely and i think that's for uh, for any musician i mean we've lost some people that are technicians you know really good technicians over the past year or so and uh you know, because of course they're not, they're not doing the, the normal stuff. You know, they're no, you're normally getting ready in the week to go out at the weekend to, to and do three shows or whatever. And now yeah. they're not doing anything. You know, and it's uh, it's crazy, but uh, I'm sure we'll get over it. Uh, it's 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 something else. I mean, uh, like Al said, I mean, he went on the the tour with the fix. I mean, little things are starting to kind of move. I mean, obviously we're, there's little breaks pumping, but people. It's it's gnarly right now. And yeah, I mean, and even being out on the road, it was a tough tour. It was one of the one of the toughest tours I've ever done because of all the extra stuff. I mean, there's, and there's so many layers to this, like all the other things that we don't think about, like all the supply chain issues that we have, like just trying to get merch in, right? You know, trying to get the merch guy to actually get shirts so he can print shirts so we can get them to the gig. You know, like we ran out of shirts like halfway through the through the tour. And, you know, and we couldn't get new merch, you know. Well, that's a finally, good problem to have, though. You know. <laughs> well, well, yeah, it's, it's cool until you're doing, like, five or six shows and everybody wants to buy shirts and yeah. you don't have shirts because you can't get them in. And that's yeah. where You the, know, yeah. and all the COVID protocol things and, and just, you know, everybody's different opinions about all that kind of stuff and trying to deal with that, right. you know. And we had a really tight, you know, protocol list of things that we were trying to do to keep everybody safe and keep us on the road and there were a lot of tours that went down you know i mean you can read online about kiss man they had a bunch of problems on their tour like paul stanley's tech died from it on the road oh he no got COVID shit. and died yeah Fran, oh. he, he was he was like paul stanley's guitar tech for like 20 something years you know Damn. And, and i mean that's he's not the only one you know i'm like i've lost some really good friends you know yeah. um to to all kinds of stuff you know what i mean and uh, and it, it's 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 rough out there, you know. But my thing is, um, we just have to keep pushing forward. You know, the only way through, the only way out of this thing is going to be to go through it. You know, and we just have to keep showing up and doing stuff. Like we have to do stuff like this. We can't say, oh, well, it's COVID, so I'm not going to show up for the podcast. No, fuck that. Yeah, you know, you're right. Be responsible. Be protect yourself. You know, like everybody has their opinions, but like for me to tour, I got to be vaccinated. I got to wear a mask on the stage. I got to like we have to follow all those protocols to keep right. ourselves safe because we're traveling. We're in, I've been to forty states this year. You know what I mean? When you're traveling that much and you're seeing that many people, like you have to try to do everything you can to protect yourself. You know, yeah, but but what do you do? Do you stay home and say, oh well, I'm not going to do it because of COVID? No, fuck that. We got to go. Yeah, but you got to be safe. You know, and, yeah. and, and a model for that, I was watching this documentary years ago about these army rangers that were in Afghanistan. And uh, this guy's putting his team together. And they're like, okay, you know, we're taking these three Humvees out. We got to go on patrol. We have intel that there's going to be an ambush. We have to keep an eye out for IEDs. You know, he's like, but we got a mission to do. Either we get blowed up or we don't. So mount up. Let's roll. 
And I was like, fuck, man, that's hardcore right there. You Get know, and I think about that guy like whenever I'm having a hard time on the road or whatever, I'm like, fuck that, man, mount up, let's roll, we got shit to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you got it, because especially with music, music is what kind of drives everything, you know? And especially yeah. with what's going on, you're providing that that reason to keep pushing. You know, Absolutely. I mean, even before this whole COVID thing, it was just like, fuck, I got a show in two weeks. Let's just get through it. And then, like, once we're there, we're there and we're going to have a good time. You're going to yeah. see yeah. whoever the fuck it is. We're going to have a great fucking time. Right. Well, yeah. plus, this is all we do. It's yeah. not like a yeah. hobby. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's not like a part. Oh, well, you know, maybe I'll go do a gig. No, like, nah. this, is, this has been my life for my whole adult life. This is what I do. You know, I'm either in the studio or I'm on the road or I'm producing something or I'm working on some kind of project. I don't have another job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I tried to go out and get a real job. I had HR people look at me and go, well, what do you do for work? This music thing is a hobby. And I was like, are you joking? Like, yeah. this is, you know what I mean? So this is it, man. This is this is all we do. And we got to do it. You know, right. we just got to go out and we got to do it. And people need it, too. Yeah. You know, the people need some, some interaction. They need some contact. We need to do stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's it's it's... You know, it, it's just one of those things. Like, we just got to get out and we got to keep pushing. We got to do it. But we also got to be safe and we got to be responsible. You know what Definitely. I mean? Definitely. Yeah. So that's that's my two cents. I'll just get on my, get on my <laughs> soapbox. Oh, somebody's just asked the question there. You guys ever told – I guess you've told with the cure, have you? I have not, but I would love to. Yeah, I would, I would love well. to yeah, I would, them. Yeah, absolutely. Have you turned with I've not, no. no. Okay. No, always admired them from afar, but never, never got the chance to tour with them. They're awesome band live, man. Even if you don't like The Cure, go see them live if you get the chance. They're an awesome band live. And still still awesome. Zach, let's do them a favor. Go ahead and fucking email Robert Smith. Go find his email and fucking let him know. Get these guys on fucking tour right now and shit. They can support us. (laughs) So with with obviously all this craziness now, uh, this track that we opened up the show with, uh, tell me a little bit about that. Obviously... Done from home. Oh I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, obviously during lockdown, because uh, of course I wanted to. You, you know, a, a performer always wants to. Uh, you know, of course when you when you're young, you get into this uh, business through a little bit. Of course, a lot lot of it is ego, isn't it? You want you want to be famous and you want to be seen and stuff like that. But it's nothing like that anymore. I think I, I I'd, I'd rather sing nicely than look nice. You know what I mean? I'd, I'd like to. Um, I, I've still got it in me, you know. So uh, during lockdown, I, I recorded quite a few songs. I recorded some covers. I, I, I did a song called "Let's Go Out Tonight" by uh, the Blue Nile, a cover, uh, and uh, and did little different versions of the uh, of our song, our hit songs, if you like. Uh, we're, we're, as I said before, we're known as a, a bit of a one-hit wonder, and I, I take that as a, I don't ever take that as a, a, a bad thing ever. You know, if somebody says to me, "Oh, you're a one-hit wonder," I, I th- to me, it's a great thing because it give, gives you a, to have one hit uh, that's that's so big is to me uh, in 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 reality, it gives you more time with your family, which is obviously mo- more important than being on the road. You know, being being with your f- family and. Uh, and uh, and being loved, if you like, at home rather than being out on the tour with nobody, because you can you can be on tour with thousands of people, and none of them are really your best mate because you didn't grow up with them. You know, it's a business relationship. But uh, having that one hit record allowed us to have more time to be able to stem, spend with our family and, and and take it easy a little bit because, you know, you watch those videos like the uh, Avicii video, for instance, the DJ Avicii. You know, he, he he was burnt out. You know, he'd, he'd done six hundred shows in a year. Wow! Um, and, and he was burnt out, and eventually gave up. You know, and he was, there's a, there's a part in the video where he says, 
I, I got into this business because I love it, and now I don't like it. You know, because he was d- constantly, constantly, constantly. It was, a, you know, it was. It wasn't. Con- he was wasn't in control anymore. I think once you let the let let the business take control of your life, that's when when it ends. And I think that's why. B, you know, love him or hate him, Justin Bieber came off the road uh, for a year or so to get his uh, his head back screwed on and stuff, and he got himself a a helper, if you like, and uh, they took him off the road and gave him all the whatever he needed, and uh, he's back on the road again. And made himself whole again. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I never, never thought about that. I mean, people think, you know, talk about like hitting the lotto, like like you said, like hitting that one-hit wonder, you know, sort of say, like, cash cow, and no matter what, that, that opened yeah. more opportunities and other things to really focus on other oh absolutely well it's allowed me to buy stuff to, to be in the studio <laughs> they I'm a, I'm a gadget man as well i mean this to me is like it's heaven you know oh, yeah. sat Thank here you. in heaven in uh <laughs> microphone i, I, I can heaven. vouch he's a gadget man and facebook are horrible really because you only have to think of something and then it kind of puts something pops up <laughs> yeah something <laughs> the recording your voice or something and just say oh, i'd like one of those and then a, an advert for it comes up and stuff so it's uh and of course they end up buying stuff and some of it lasts so easy to fucking spend weeks. money yeah I, right before the end of the year i text zach like i did something bad i just dropped about six fucking k on new shit i'm like oh. yeah. but it's gonna be so good once i can take it out and try it got a new digital mixer new yeah. fucking digital yeah. snake so yeah i'm excited to go and try it out somewhere well it's something every day isn't there now it's like something that you, that you need every day you know the, the more you get the more you need um, or so they say. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for the acapella. <laughs> I want to at least personally thank you for that track. I can't. I mean, for being a promoter in this scene, for being a DJ and DJing for over twenty something years, that I mean, the promise is one of my favorite all time tracks. Oh, I can't tell you how many drunken nights I've had <laughs> singing with my eyes closed, yeah. and and one of my most favorite tracks that we have to play almost at. Every at every club fun city that we do or whenever it is that I go DJ and it's just it's an amazing new wave song that it just keeps the party going yeah. and even to hear your the new tracks that we're gonna hear tonight because obviously I, I we ran through them through um through uh sound check and, and let me say everyone's gonna be we, we got some shit going on tonight and <laughs> and it's gonna be amazing and I just can't wait to get to that part but I mean thank you so much for. I mean, following your passion and doing what you do, because I mean, I don't know, like that song has touched me in ways that only Zach kind of knows, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I've never, I've never had something like be able to kind of move me and be able to talk to someone who actually created something like that. So to me. Making this like with this show, like, it's been like almost surreal. Like, fuck, man, like. That's one of the baddest fucking tracks you can you can be out there dancing and jamming and let it mean whatever it needs to mean to you. Yeah, but it's funny because it, the, it was the demo for it was recorded in a place as small as this without the stage. You know, it was about this size and it was so small that we had to like the guitars are there. We had the keyboards on the wall. And we played the keyboards on, on the wall because the place was so small, you know? Got to make it happen, and, however. And, and the sound, uh, Soundcraft mixer, you know, before the digital stuff came in, we had the Soundcraft 12-channel mixer on the wall. So we'd do all the mixing on the wall. And, every, and, and I had a hardware, a Roland 501 Echo. And, and uh, it's brilliant. It's got about 100 feet of... Te- this, I'll see one a few times, I'm sure. <laughs> but it, you lift the top on it and it's got 100 yards of tape rolling around on a chrome bed. 
going round five tape heads. Wow. And it records and then he raises quickly and then records and records again and it gives you all these different weird echoes. You hear it a lot on reggae, tra- old reggae, reggae tracks have got it, all, all the dub reggae tracks. But that was what we did for, for the vocals on The Promise, on the, on the demo. Oh, shit. And uh, so that was recorded in a little garden shed. And it, it's kind of a... I was talking to some filmmakers the other night and they were, they're were they very interested in, in, in that kind of recreating the, the story, as it were. But, but I'm not going to be acting it. I'm going to get somebody else to act the part. But um, starting in the little garden shed where the promise came... But because it came from nowhere. it didn't. We never wrote the lyrics down. I, I actually... We, I programmed the drums and the piano was played and blah, blah, blah before we put, put the lyrics down. So the tune was done before the lyrics. So as soon... But then when we played, we just left it one day and then came back to it the next day and I just sang that first verse and the chorus... Right out of my head, there was no... I've re- we've written them down since, because we have to for publishing and everything else, but... Um, it was all improvised? It, it was all improvised, yeah. Jesus, and we, and wow. we, kept, we kept that first verse and the chorus, and then we sent the tape, the cassette, C90 cassette tape, down to Andrew in London. It took about a week for him to get it on post. <laughs> there was no internet, of course. No MP3s over the, over the air and stuff, but uh, he received it in two weeks and wrote the second verse. By the way, I was just excited that he named out the model number of the cassette tape. It was the C90. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, C90. Yes. Yeah. C90. Well, it's TDK, isn't it? Yeah. Nerd Night on Pigs Radio. TDK. Holy fuck. Just to know that it was on the spot, fly, just... Oh, yeah. Damn, man. That's... That's amazing. Well, it must have come from so. I mean, it's got to have come from somewhere. I mean, it's become such a massive hit that you know you don't uh, you don't as a as as a person that was obviously involved with it from the start. You don't really you, see it that you, way. You don't see it. It's weird. It's, it's uh, of course when we when I did that first verse in the chorus, and we'd never had a hit record before it. Of course, so I didn't. There was nothing for me to measure what it was like, what it felt like to, yeah. to have a hit record. So, uh, but it did feel special. It, it felt like something special. Well, it was good for a reason. It definitely, you know, came from somewhere. It was, it was a mood setter. You know? Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why. Yeah. I mean, it got so big, and not only that, it's it's on so many TV shows and movies. It's, yeah. It's that's the song. You know? Yeah, that, my, my daughter phoned me one night from the UK. She says, Dad, you're famous. You're on Sex Education. <laughs> <laughs> we're all, we're, they're all watching. She's all watching it with her mates back in the UK. And uh, yeah, that, that, that's what made it famous for her. You know what I mean? It was, it was way after it had been the number one on the dance chart in the 80s and stuff. Because she was not born till that, 1999. So, how, yeah. how crazy that in this day and age, that music that resonated back then can still resonate now. But not only that, Breathe new life. You have, for Younger example, generations. you uh, which one? Younger generations just you know, oh, absolutely, yeah, they're absolutely. catching it. Yeah, you had a uh, she wants revenge who came out on uh, music. I'm sorry, the horror stories or whatever that show was called, and that brought new life to them right off the back. Uh, fuck that that one band, the uh, Empire Empire of the Sun. They had a hit didn't hit and then until it became a honda commercial and then all of a sudden people gave massive a, gave yeah they cared about it i'm like wait that shit was a fucking badass song yeah. fuck six seven years ago and yeah. now it's cool because because uh, you're well, one, one of the greatest stories is the friends one what is it is the rembrandts isn't oh, yeah. it I'll, I'll be there for you that was the only song that they that, that i think it was the only hit they ever had wasn't it 
I don't think... I've never heard another song of theirs, but they wrote that tune. I, th- I think they all retired straight after that, didn't they? <laughs> as soon as, They're like, soon as it was just on the schedule. I mean, I can imagine. I mean, that show was one of the biggest things on fucking oh, TV. Yeah. So. And they're still watching it. It's still Syndicate. syndicated. Those yeah. dudes are set for life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They, and they, I would, you know, honestly, I, I, I'd still be very interested in moving... Uh, in music and still doing this because that you know studios where it's at for me and I think that's that was the reason why we brought Andrew in in the first place because um, you, you know I, I was a very reluctant pop star I didn't really like the business of it I, I didn't really like going to see the record company or having meetings with the record company people because you know I mean it's it's even more so now it revolves about the, the people that are in charge of record companies now are financial people they're not necessarily passionate about the project yeah and I, th- I think that the last person that was passionate was a guy called Tony Wilson factory records new order you know and uh, th- th- he, he's no longer with us, God rest his soul, but he was a guy that was really passionate and he, it, it, it was money last and passion first and, and entertainment first. And, and if you think that way, the money comes, you know, you don't, you, you don't, you know, all of the, even hotels and places, you know, the, the, the run, the run now by financial people uh, and it's not necessarily the right thing to be doing, I don't think. No. Nah. I mean, that's what happened to the radio stations out here. I know K-Rock got bought out. It used to be a family-owned thing, and then yes. uh, it was owned by, I forget, Infinity Broadcast, uh, and then went to CBS. Yeah, it's corporate. And, yeah. and after that, I mean, things started changing. They started firing. It just it, – they, they dismantled it, and yeah. they thought whatever it's supposed to be, and they yep. you know, engineer it versus it be more raw, kinetic energy, like – built by fans, for fans kind of deal. You had the local – you know, the more local bands and yeah. just – now it's it's different. Absolutely, it's uh, it, it it is a corporate. Uh, it's become a corporate world. Universal Records, for instance, technically we're actually signed to Universal Records, but um, they trying to get hold of anybody from U- Universal Records. If you've got a project or you've got something to sell or you want help with a video and stuff, they, pff, there's nobody there to talk to because it's one of those businesses. Like, it's like any business where the guy that signed you to the record label is no, is no, Mick Clark is no longer with us. Uh, he left to go to Sony Records. So you've not got an ally at the record company anymore and just, uh, just have their roster on their database and yeah absolutely no, nobody really gives a fuck about when in rome once you've uh, not had the you know you've had the one hit and you and it's kind of your career's died a little little bit and you get, you're going in to do the second album and there's nobody supporting you at the the record label it's a very very and every lots of bands go through it i'm not giving you any hard luck stories here it's a lot no, of that. everybody go you know a lot of bands go through that I mean, it's good to know. I mean, obviously, I mean, look, in order to make it in this, into any kind of industry, you got to put time and effort. You got to hear a lot of no's. You're going to, I mean, you're going to get fucked no matter which way you're going <laughs> to look at it. I mean, this is yeah. a grimy business. Yeah. And there's a lot of fucking assholes out there. There's a lot yeah. of people doing dirty shit. There's a lot of people that don't want to pay fucking hard on his fucking work at the end of the night. Like, yeah. it's, it's a lot of griminess. And yeah. it's even more corporate and even more extra grimy. And it's making it harder for the people who want to kind of yeah. do things on their own. But at the same time, with this day and age with digital and, and gadgets and internets and whatnot people can do it on their own that's like, what it's all you know and that that's really that's the best part about all of this right now because the the record companies are really not in, in control anymore and uh they, they own of, of course they own the back catalogs for you know all the famous artists and stuff but it's uh 
they're not really in control of it anymore because we can all do this ourselves. You know, if you're any, the biggest hit in the Hacienda, for instance, in Manchester, the biggest club in in, in the they say it was the biggest club in the world at the time. The biggest hit was a, a song called Voodoo Ray by a guy called Gerald. They played that constantly at the Hacienda, and it was a big, big song, and it was done in his bedroom. And that was before all of this. That was before digital recording and everything. It was uh, he just got a little set up together in his bedroom, and it's kind of proof that the, it's the song that matters. And it, it, of course, it's production that matters as well. But it is really basically the song. I mean, I saw Madonna for the first time at the Hacienda, and uh, she, she and we'd not seen anything like it before. I'd never heard of Madonna. It, it was the first time in Manchester. She was in the middle of the stage, and there was a ring of lads around her, and we didn't know what to think. There was people making fun of her because they'd never seen anything like it. Two weeks later, she was obviously number one with Holiday all over the world, and, uh, you know... It, we 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 seen something. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Fucking yeah. 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 But you know what? I mean, look, new things that come around, especially that's you know, especially coming from this side of town, going somewhere else. I mean, yeah, it, it was different. Absolutely. I mean, obviously, you're gonna the artists trying to show their case, their art, and it's gonna not gonna go across everywhere. Yeah. You know, at first or yeah. yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about that though. I mean, considering it's on the other side of the pond. Not only that, it was yesterday. You know, it's not. Yeah. It's not what we're going to see today. How was it? You know, in in in, you, in, in your town and your scene and 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 those clubs, especially well, back in the day. Yeah. Well, Al and I are working on this project at the moment. We're t- we're, t- we're trying to d- uh, d- do a, a tribute to the Hacienda nightclub in Manchester, which is very it's very synonymous with dance music. It, it, it started in 1982. And it's known as the club that started the rave scene and it started the house music scene because they were playing a... Well, well the New Order owned half of it with Factory Records, with Tony Wilson. So they played all their, the, the New Order records before right. they became massive hits here. Well, they, you know, they, is that like the testing ground? I, I guess it was, yeah. The, the, the Hacienda was a testing ground for the, all the Manchester bands that, were, that, were, were, that came here to play, right. especially the new wave bands. And... Uh, this was way before New Order had any hits in in, uh, in the US. And unfortunately, the story goes back to Joy Division. They were just about to come on tour, and unfortunately, Ian Curtis um, said goodbye to the world, and, uh, and they didn't come. And that's a story in itself, because right. he, he was right... You know, he'd worked all that time, and he was had that passion to be in the music industry. And then he was offered the opportunity to come to America, and unfortunately, the night before... He decided to end it all. And then, of course, New Order came out of that. The, uh, the Chrysalis, the Butterfly came out of that, the new, new Order. And they actually owned half of this nightclub. And there's a great book by Peter Huck called uh, The Hacienda, How Not to Run a Club. And it's brilliant. <laughs> it, and it, it, it's, it's great. And it's all about him and, and his friends and uh, doing all the stuff he did, that you did back then. And uh, all his friends were getting free drinks and free passes everywhere. And, right. and, and uh you know, they, they thought it was their house, you know. They didn't, they didn't see it as a business. In fact, Tony Wilson, who owned half of it, didn't see it really. He saw that as his playground as well. So it was kind of created as a playground for all the Manchester bands, and especially New Order, because they were in the club, they played the club, and they heard their records being played by the biggest DJs. And uh, I was watching a documentary the other... And if you've not seen 24-Hour Party People, the film... Classic. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it's all... If you, it's all in there, every, every, all the bad stuff's in there, but we're going to go. We're going to look at the good stuff, and it was what it brought to Manchester. The Hacienda itself, Tony Wilson brought. It was actually. Uh, it's down in um, 
folklore is ending um, or, or uh, stopping uh, f- football hooliganism because there was a, a, there was somewhere for for the youth to go instead of going to a football match and fighting with each other, they could go to this place and uh, and have a great time and be friendly with each because because there was never any fights in there. You know, there was never they had really good security. They're, they're fantastic doormen and really friendly and, and but they could handle themselves, of course. And the people inside there was no security. Well, you didn't know there was any security inside, but there were and they were all playing clothes and stuff. But it was all very very well looked after. Uh, but it was all spoilt by all the you know the stuff that went on with uh, unfortunately gangland came in and, uh, and and kind of ended it but it's uh, we're looking at the good side of it and it was the the passion of tony wilson and the hacienda it brought a lot of good stuff to manchester and it was a great time to grow up in it's that passion that creates these music scenes uh that's fucking amazing like to know you know the things i did growing up I, someone else was kind of doing their own thing or you know x amount of years prior to that and kind of just running through that i mean to see bands here in la uh you know big big bands little bands you know people you don't know just to hear tracks and like fuck that sounds good like i can dance to that like that that hit me a certain way or that lyric made me think of something or made me feel or whatever because obviously you do have people out there making music for either money or you know like clive said like man like for passion for love for whatever to get a message out or or whatever the case just it's just not a a monetary thing where like i need to get paid i mean don't get me wrong we all gotta get paid we all gotta fucking eat we all want to make a living like fuck yeah one thousand percent put in your time let's get paid for it but man, if you can get paid for, for <laughs> well, Tony Wilson like was in a great position because he was a TV presenter as well, a very well-known TV presenter. So he was making money on another project, if you like, and he had right. he, 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 in his spare time he created this uh, iconic uh, nightclub which used to be a yacht showroom. I don't know whether you saw it in the 24-hour party, people, but there's no real water where you can float a yacht in Manchester. (laughs) 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 But the whole story is fantastic from start to finish. My friend, it was a... uh, You know a band called The Fall? Uh, Well, they were were a a big... They've done tours here as well. They they were big on a... They were a very difficult band to get used to because they were so different. Mark E. Smith had a a real attitude, you know, and not a lot of people could understand him. But um, I used to... When I was growing up, I used to hear this guy playing drums. It could have been a a girl, for all I know. Um, I I used to hear this sound of drums from up the road. And uh, I, I used to walk up... the place called Meadow Way which is right near where I am and I walked up there to listen to outside the house to these drums because I was really interested in playing drums because I played drums from the age of six and uh, I'd never met this guy I, I always hear him drumming and then I saw the fall were on tour in, in Europe and he, he's a drummer and he became a friend of mine Simon Wollstonecroft he's just sent me a video outside the Hacienda talking about his experiences there with the fall because the fall played there a few times and he played with um, uh, Stone Roses as well oh, on, wow. on some of the big gigs. And uh, so uh, it, it, it's just great to still be involved and to know all these people that grew up there. And it was always a dream for us to play there. I was in a band called Bow Leisure, and we, we dreamed of playing there because it was such a great atmosphere. And uh, the sound was... All the, right at the beginning, the sound was not very good, but uh, they put all this new stuff in, and it became really good. And my friend Malcolm Whitehead did all of it. It was one of the first clubs to have video. 
okay. as well. And the Hacienda always had video, and it was always weird stuff. You know, you know the video for the new order one where they're... Oh, where yeah, they're yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that, similar videos to that, that's, that's where that all came from. Oh. You know, it was all weird videos of people doing stupid stuff like that. <laughs> uh, never yeah. understood. I was like, okay, that's just... No, exactly, yeah, yeah. It's it stuff is. that you never Bouncy understand. Bouncy ball people but, slapping but each other. But you're dancing on the dance floor and you look up and you think, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> What's that all about? Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're we're going to play one of your tracks. Can you tell us a little bit about Showdown? Showdown was uh, written quite a while ago and uh, I, I guess it was just... Uh, when, when Andrew and I went to, on tour to Brazil, we came back after... Uh, being out there for a month, and we we start, decided to start writing again because uh, Brazil we'd lost the record deal by the time we'd got to Brazil. So uh, although EMI Brazil were looking after us, it was a weird one. We'd, we'd kind of lost they, they'd kind of lost faith in us a little bit because we took too long to for the second album. I think we were resting on our laurels a little bit. But I have no regrets about it. We had a great time. It was a, you know we we used some fantastic studios. We we were in the power plant in London, which is where we recorded the bulk of the first album, which was just after Sade's album. Uh, wow. the, the um, um, what's the what's that album called that uh, Smooth Operators on? Whatever it was, it was a big, big album, and it was recorded at the power plant just before us. And we wanted Robin Miller, who produced that, because that, that even now that album sounds fantastic. Whether you like Jardé or not, the production on that album is fantastic. And Robin Miller's blind, and he's got this. I think he's got this extra sense. He's got an extra something going on because the the, the, the music is so clear. And I, I would say now with Above and Beyond, Al works with a, a band called Above and Beyond, and I call them the the best unknown band. In America, yeah. the biggest uh, band you've never the, heard of. Yes, uh, yeah, that, that's the term. <laughs> but it's uh, the, the, their sound reminds me of that. You know, it, it, it's so cl- it's clear. You know, it's like uh, it, it it you know it's still thump. It still thumps, but it's not overpowering. You know, but you, know, you can still hear the vocals really Just clear right. and, and the lyrics and everything else. And of course, now the lyrics mean mean. And, and then they've got this other project that where they they play dance music and stuff like that. And the stuff that they do in on their acoustic shows. And they sold out that night at the the one night at uh, at the Hollywood Bowl. And Al was production manager on that. And the sound and everything on that was it's just perfect for me. And that's my yardstick now for. You know, that's a big scale, of course. I'm, I'm kind of, you know, and I think I think you have to dream big to get something right. You Absolutely. Know? And uh, I, I think that, for me, is and, and one of, the, I mean, he's, he's involved because he's a friend of mine more than anything, and he enjoys a curry with me now and again. But, <laughs> but may, not mainly, but because of his... Uh, the vision that is, you can see the vision when you watch, uh, if you watch any of that above and beyond stuff, you'll see it, and it's... Uh, just go on YouTube and do a, 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 a bum beyond acoustic and acoustic at the Highwood Ball. That's yeah, the one. It's, it's lovely. Yeah. Need to check that out. Yeah. Zach, remind me to check that out. But this, Mario, uh, check it out. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, if if I'd done this with above and beyond, I think. I think that would, <laughs> no, but it, it, it was a it was a song that we we kind of thought about after. Of course, it, we were always trying to chase that. We didn't realize how easy it was to come from the promise. And create another song that was a hit as well because you know most bands do that. You know bands like Spandau Ballet. You can always tell on every album of theirs. You can always tell it's them because there's something because it's all the same musicians. Of course, we we had session musicians. We had Preston Heyman from Kate Bush. We had Phil Spaulding from uh, Kate Bush again. And and uh, 
whatever, the, he played with another band as well. But we had some really great people on it, but they didn't stay with us. So the album was created with session musicians and us being the singers, as it were. Um, so from then on, we, we, of course, when you try to, something different, the, the continuity isn't there. So we kind of... I, I don't class it as a mistake. It was just what happened and uh, record company stuff and everything else. When you're creating music now, has, does... Has it changed from then to now, like your thought process of how you create music, or is it still the same from... I think it's more exciting now. It's far more exciting than it was when I I, I was creating music back in the day because of the stuff that you can do. I mean, I've just downloaded <laughs> this thing, the, the, the voice to MIDI thing. So if I want a bass line, because I'm pre- You know, I have this thing where I can, I, I can hum stuff. I can't, I'm not a massively great player of any instrument. Um... I love all instruments, you know, and I like to know what they do and what sounds they make and stuff. And uh, it, it's uh, for me now th- that I can hum stuff into it, into this thing, and and uh, it, I can create a baseline from it and stuff. And it, it's just a help writing, and uh, you know, for because all of it comes from here, really. I mean, you've talk, if you if you think about um, Oingo Boingo, Danny Elfman, you know. He, he, He'll tell you himself he's not the great, you know, he's not the greatest musician in the world, but he he's got it here. He knows he, he can put his stuff across, you know. He can, he can and he has good p- people working with him. When he says, "I would like something that sounds like this," he's got somebody that make it sound like this, you know. So it's uh, it's always good to have good people working with you. Damn, just to get that vision across. <laughs> All right, let's check this out because I'm super excited. There's there's still more conversation, and holy shit, we're already like close to an hour. Then we still got a live performance, and sir, let me check about this live performance because you miss the the uh, the rehearsal stuff. But let me tell you, it's nipple pinching. It's so exciting. <laughs> my nipples are already hard. Oh, <laughs> my, mine are too, bro. Nipple yeah. pinching. Let's go. Hit it. Get it. Let's, let me hit play right here. Picks me right back.
In case you guys don't know, we're Chicks, and we love listening to Pigs Radio. Hello? Mr. Statham? Yes, Mr. Statham. I know we talked about getting you on Pigs Radio, but it's it a little surprise you're on now. So if you don't mind saying hi to Mario and the best Jason Statham, can you just say, hey, babies, listen to Pigs Radio and Mario 81. Listen, babies. Broadcasting live from a secret location in Compton, California. The talk show that makes psychiatrists see other psychiatrists. Other psychiatrists. Other psychiatrists. Other psychiatrists. Other psychiatrists. Pigs Radio. Episode 414. Zachary, we're on the road to episode 420. Can't wait. We'll have to call out the next day, bro. Ah, oh, nah, bro. <laughs> oh, you, you think so? You're gonna be you're gonna be fucking pigs wasted like that? Oh, I'm definitely. I'm gonna ask for the day off. So. Oh, okay, okay. Look yeah. at you being fucking pig responsible and shit. I, I like have it. to, man. Like I'm it. Pig Look, if you're gonna get fucking piggy with it, just you just gotta do it get right. Piggy oh, yeah. with it. Get piggy with nah, it. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sunday night. You know what that means you're hanging out with the most piggies of the pigs. It's Pigs Radio broadcasting live from the beautiful city of Compton, California. I said city, city of Compton. California. Yeah. Hanging out with Hal and Clive. You guys should start about and call Al and Clive. <laughs> <laughs> we have. <laughs> I like it. I've just got to mention John Brooks on that last tune because we actually re recorded that tune with a guy called John Brooks who I met through. I managed the studio for a, a year or so while it was opening. I, we built this studio in a place called Alderley Edge in Cheshire. Uh, beautiful, beautiful studio. And uh, when it opened, of course, we, we uh, it was about six years after Napoleon Dynamite had been released. I was still at the hotel working. And uh, everybody at the hotel was saying, wait a minute, you've got a hit record. You know, it's, you, your songs are hit again because of the movie and everything. Why are you not in America? <laughs> why, have you, why are you not chasing the dream? But... Uh, Eventually we did, and uh, we're here again. But John Brooks actually uh, recorded all the music and produced that uh, that, that version of uh, Showdown at his studio in Stockport that was built by the same people that were that built the studio that I was at. Oh, okay. Yeah. Damn. A little, little behind the scene of production. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. So get that vibe. <laughs> get, get that essence going. <laughs> Uh, when your when your song gets like picked for movies and stuff like that, do you get a say in that or not? Well, we do. We can say no or yes. That's the point. And I think right. I think it's it's, it's very. It, we've not said no to a lot of. Well, we've not said no to anything. I think we said <laughs> maybe maybe Andrew said it no to to something once because it was not portraying this or, or somebody wanted to do a joke about it or whatever. But um, mainly, you, you know. It, it, We've got a great publishing company. That's uh, you know, that, I think that's the most important thing with, with anybody that's got a, a, a hit record, you know, and uh, you, you want it to be looked after and nurtured properly. And, and Cobalt Music are a fantastic uh, publishing company. They're very, very um, 
unlike what we what we mentioned before about the record industry right now, they're very transparent in the dealings with accountancy and everything else. So they're, they're very straight with, with the artist, and they pitch for songs. They've just pitched us for another one. Just uh, we we get an email from the the. The people that are responsible for actually pitch. They're one of the only publishing companies that actually do pitch stuff because a lot of uh, publishing companies just sit on artist material and uh, don't do anything with it. But Cobalt, they really pitch the stuff, even the stuff that's not the hits, you know, they'll pitch something. Although we've not, I'm hoping that they'll choose another song for a, for another movie or whatever. <laughs> but it's uh, obviously the promise is looking, uh, that's got the highest uh, bar figures, if you like. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. the most promising. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> I see what you did. Zach's a punny guy. (laughs) You get points, Zach. You get points for being funny. So uh, with with the quarantine, uh, there's a new album. Tell me a little bit about that. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's actually, uh, I guess you'd call it an EP. There's six tracks on it. Um, I'm going to have to pick one up because it's hard to to remember what goes on here. we were, we were, in fact, a flock of, <laughs> a flock of seagulls, uh, Mike Scar, I'm very good friends with him and, and Ali's as well because we tour with a flock sometimes. And uh, he, he'd done this thing with the Prague Philharmonic Orchestra. And um, there's a guy in London that owns a record label. It's called August Day. That's on it. It's, uh, that's my label, Tangent, or, or Farrington and Mann's label, Tangible Records. We called it Tangible because we're vinyl. Something you can feel, you know. Yes. Getting back to the way of the way things used to be, you know. And uh, it used to be great to be able to pick up a, a vinyl record, or especially a gatefold, and it had all the pictures of the bands and stuff like love that. Love all the inserts. Oh yeah, that's what I love. Roxy, Roxy music with the greatest for that, you know. It's a oh, new order, you know. Peter Savile's design on there, the covers and stuff. Pink Floyd, the designer, you know, that little on the dark yeah. side of the moon. We we loved all of that I, I, iconic stuff. So. um and, and the photograph at the front is um, is shot by a guy called Howard Greenalls, who was responsible for Pet Shop Boys Go West video, and, oh, wow. and for um, George Michael Jesus to a Child video, all the placebo videos. Oh, um, so he's a very very <laughs> renowned uh, video uh, guy. Uh, and the back one's by a guy called Jason DeBoard, uh, and this is shot at uh, San Jose in uh, the San Jose Shark Stadium, the SAP Center. But sorry, but, but, by the way, get that on camera, just uh, not right here in front of you. Oh, right. sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that—that's the front of it. That's Howard's uh, photograph at the front. That's mine and Drew. That's Drew's lazy autograph. That's mine. <laughs> <Superstar>. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm sorry, Drew. <laughs> um, so that's uh, the. There's no mention of when in Rome on there for the lawyers' purposes. So we're all right. Um, so we'd, we'd call Farrington Man now. So this is uh, the Prague Philharmonic Orchestra. But what came back with this is not only orchestral versions of the Promise. Uh, they allowed me to do one as well. There's a, there's a remix by me, a, a club remix. Um, the first one's an orchestral mix. The second one's a Kim and, Kim and Buran disco electro remix, which is what it, it, it sounds just like it, it says. Yeah, it's a proper disco mix, yeah. Um, and then there's a, a main <laughs> version, an orchestral version. Uh, then there's a Daniel, an Italian deep producer's uh, Baldelli and Rocco vocal remix. Uh, and Kim and Buran again with the melancholy. So there's loads of different things that... that are not necessarily orchestrated. They actually sent it out at the same time as they had the orchestra um, 
put the strings on and everything else. They sent it out to DJs in Europe, and they came back with the, their versions of it. And there's some great stuff on there that's really surprising to us, you know, to listen to it done in a different way. It's brilliant. And when you hear other bands doing it as well, you mentioned, you know, you know the, the song being such a, a, a big record and stuff, but it, it's become a hit for a lot of people, you know. I mean, I was watching, I remember seeing it on the, co- we were talking about Cobalt Publishing, and I remember seeing uh, Alex Strangelove, the film, uh, it, it was it was on our portal because we can log into our royalties and see what's going on. And uh, as we saw this thing, Alex Strangelove, they've pitched it to this thing. And then uh, Shelley, my wife and I, we, we decided, oh, we saw this film on uh, Netflix called Alex Strangelove. And, that, and all of a sudden, we, we, well, not until the very end, it, it clicked. And the song came in at the end, The Promise, but by uh, Mint Julep. Okay. And it's a great version of it. It's like a real synthy version of the song, and it's beautiful. It's really good. Well worth playing if you uh, can Ooh, get hold of it. I need, I need I'm sure you can out. get hold of it, yeah. But is, is, is that going to hit really hard at the dance club, like on the 80s, 90s? Well, it's, like, it, yeah, well, it's, it's, not, it's kind of more ambient, and it's, okay. a, it's a really nice version of it. But these, definitely, the, the, the tunes on... This one, gotcha. Gonna, so, <laughs> so, 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 go party to that on the other one. Take some drugs and like lay exactly. out a little bit. Exactly. And hit that astral plane. This is the party. Well, the other one's the playing. after party. <laughs> okay, I get it. Yeah. So that's uh, that's kind of our latest thing. Uh, but our next one, we want to do Heaven Knows because that was our next, uh, I guess, biggest hit. It, I think it went to eleven on the dance chart and forty something on the the major chart. Um, but again, with the uh, orchestra, but they're all, as, as, uh, as we all know, they're all in lockdown at the moment, so they're not working. So hopefully we'll get them back on uh, in, the, uh, in the recording, whatever it is, you know, the, hall, the massive place where the, the 50 people can get in there with the strings and everything else. What do you think, Zach? Do you think we get a fucking orchestra on the fucking pig's room and fucking and have fucking Clive no and Dad in here? No doubt. Easy. We'll get this shit done. <laughs> no <Okay>. doubt. <laughs> our, our, our head to fucking production. Fuck. <laughs> We'll, oh, talk, yeah, well, we'll, we'll put motherfuckers on the roof if we got to. We'll get, yep. th- we'll get well, this. That's a funny story, the roof thing as well. I don't know, in the 24-hour party people, about uh, the drummer, New Order's drummer. I forget <laughs> his name. Or Joy Division's drummer. Uh, same drummer as New Order. But uh, Martin uh, Hannett, who produced it, um, he says, oh, there's, there's something coming off the drums. There's a squeak coming off the drums. Dismantle them and re- put them all back together again. But on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, the drummer had to take all his stuff up, and they did. And uh, it, was, it was the big song that they, I think it was uh, what, whatever the big song is that Joy Division did. You know, they've had some big songs, but the, the, the sound of those drums were the drums on the roof of that studio where I've got the. I said, you know, I've given you that picture that. <laughs> dude, I need to show you what, what he, he hooked us up with for the frame of uh, the studio. It, dude, it's, it's amazing. Fucking amazing! Can't, <laughs> can't wait to show you. Yeah. Oh, God, God damn, man! I, I can't even explain. Like, it, time has been flying by, and I barely, I, I, I feel that we barely even scratch the surface of just what it is, you know, to be Clive in this day and age. Obviously, the new music that's coming out. I'm excited for uh, the new projects. I mean, uh, obviously, the new EP. And when when did this come out? That came about uh, what a year is it? I reckon because I think it came out before all the COVID stuff, it right? Did, yeah, so probably like two it's, years or something. Oh my god, it's gone so fast. Two twenty. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Shannon out there on uh, Facebook and in the pig. Shout out to Shannon. What's up, Shannon? We see you out there. She wants to know. I need to get one. Yeah, of those you'll get one of those. I'll, I'll send you one yeah, of those. We'll, oh, there you go. Clive will sort you out. Yeah. <laughs> 
DM him, slide in. Yeah. So now, I mean, what what's next for you? Uh, what's what what are some new projects? What what are you excited about? What, oh, what do you want to sing about? Well, I'm uh, well, really excited, and uh, Al's working on the project as well. It's is uh, doing this tribute to the Hacienda because it's a uh, it's a story like you know you were asking what it was like back in Manchester in the day. This was prior to new new wave becoming really big in America. Uh, the Hacienda was kind of the nurturing of the place where all of those new wave bands were nurtured and they got the first uh, gigs uh, before they became uh, anything, before they did anything in America. Uh, so we're actually putting a tribute together um, to the Hacienda. Uh, but we want to create. Um, we want to do a film first to explain everything because it's it's very difficult to understand unless you unless you're there. I, you can experience it. Yeah, you can you can shout about as many clubs as you want and, and, and from the rooftops. But if you don't see, if you've not seen Twenty Four Hour Party people, you don't know what it was like inside. Or although you can, if you, if you do some research even tonight on Google or Wikipedia, if you put in the Hacienda, you'll you'll see the it's a massively brilliant history. It's a it's a great history. And not not only, I mean, most clubs are spoiled by people that are not very good at, at doing what they do and everything else. But this lasted for 15 years, and as a dance club, you know, for anywhere that lasts 15 years uh, on that scale, because it was on the same scale of Studio 54. Uh, you know, they were they were very, you know, they, New York and, uh, and and Manchester were very on the same level as far as club music Detroit as well we, we toured within a city you know with, uh, from uh, Kevin Sa- Saunderson uh, from Detroit so they, Manchester kind of took a bit of the De- Detroit sound as well so it, it's uh, it's a great history to, to and I, I think with this tribute what, what we want to do is tell the story uh, because it's never been really told here properly yeah not the bad stuff the good all the good stuff that went on you know because there was more good stuff there's more out of that 15 years that was good than there was bad in the last two years or whatever. And where should we follow you or Al to fi- to get updates to figure out when 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 should we be either downloading it or going to our local cinema or I don't know going to Zach's house well, and just, streaming it? Yeah, well, keep on. Yeah, I, I I've actually posted a few videos on online, like a, a, a just a short uh, documentary. Just to explain uh, the, the the standing of the club and how important it was, and it's actually uh, the guy that's narrating it, and I, it's, it's, I've, t- I've stolen it to tell you the truth. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it was a piece on YouTube, and uh, he's actually it's Oliver Wilson, Tony Wilson's son, who who's. Um, Baby, it was. You know, it was his whole his whole vision was uh, the hacienda. Tony Wilson and his son Oliver is is uh, speaking with the bands that had played there and everything else. It's really interesting. Wow. That's cool. So on our site, I mean, Al's got a, a, uh, his own site. Do we have a production site yet? We don't yet. But, but no. as soon as we uh, we're talking next week with all the people that are involved with it, of course, with this, uh, we need the finance and everything else. So we'll be talking with the finance people next week and. Uh, and then, uh, of course, we're going to create a site, and then uh, we'll let you know. Damn. Well, this is going to be exciting, man, considering, I mean, you know, as much as people don't know about it, I'm sure they know, because, I mean, it's, especially with the level it is, it's like, I mean, CBGB, the whiskey. Absolutely, you know. yeah, yeah, it's up there yeah. with all of those, you know. I mean, uh, that, that it's as important as those, but uh, you not know, many, not many people in America have, uh, have experienced it. Right. That's and, the, and the other interesting thing, 
studying Bethel Hacienda is it's had all these different phases of life. Like it started in 82 with the whole Joy Division thing and then worked its way through like the Smiths and all that kind of stuff. And then right. like in the 90s, like the Chemical Brothers kind of broke there too, you know, because they were like Manchester guys. And they there was a club called the Monday Night Social at the Hacienda that they played at a lot. So it, it saw a lot of different eras of different kinds of music. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. And for a club like that to last like that and see all those different shifts and changes and still kind of hang in there through all that, you know, like if you you look at all the bands that broke there, all the people who played there before they were, you know, anybody, and it's a really diverse cross section of all this different music, you yeah. know, and that's kind of what I'm interested in, you know, I'm in, I'm interested in like the musical history of it and the scene of it, you yeah. know what I mean? Because like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm from out here and we've had our different club scenes go on, you know, like in the 80s and 90s and whatever, there's been all these different little club scenes and things that have jumped off and, you know, bands that you've mixed. You know, I was mixing clubs like in the early 90s, so I got to mix a lot of bands that back then were like really struggling and now they're massive. Right. You know what I mean? Like I mixed Rage Against the Machine at a fucking juice bar in Hollywood when it was like they showed up for soundcheck. I was like, oh, Tom Morello's got a new band. Let's check them out. <laughs> right. You know, he was in a band called Lockup before that. He walked in with his Lockup jacket. I was like, oh, dude from Lockup's got a new band. Let's let's see what this is yeah, all yeah. about. You know wow. what I mean? So. And, and to see the evolution of all those kinds of things, and to me, the Hacienda is kind of like the Manchester version of that. Like, all these bands that were, like, playing clubs and whatever, you know? And uh, and and so it's really interesting to see that legacy. Plus, it's a lot of the bands that I like, you know? Yeah. I like Joy Division in New Order. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, 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 it's kind of crazy to, so. to, to hear the evolution. They didn't stray away from going with, with the music and the times and how it was changing. It only lasts 15 years. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. I mean, they said it changed, but I mean, like, things tend tend to change. I mean, the, the real world kind of changes uh, deals out on the outside. And yeah. It's, yeah. it's crazy. I mean, obviously, partying here in, in L.A. for almost 30 years, like, I've seen the rise of clubs. I mean, for all the L.A. people, we all know about Vertigo's. That's no longer in existence, and that was, like, a staple for— I remember for, driving past that a lot, you know, on, off, on the freeway, yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I closed that, that place down that weekend, and wow. it was it was a massive turnout. And I was there for a handful of years, and shout-out to Dennis and, and all the crew from Vertigo's. But we were there in so many indie bands in the early 2000s and yeah. throughout all that time frame and Spanish rock bands and— they had all their different nights too. They had their catwalk, which was their lesbian night, and they they drew in. We drew in numbers, and it was an amazing, yeah, amazing good. staple. Of an, Fantastic, of, uh, and I got to live it. So I can only imagine <laughs> ah, like yeah. the the magic you can recreate, and especially for something like you know, like you said, like I'm a bit, I love I love everything '80s, new wave. You know, I, I love music in general, and yeah. there's there's a lot of things that I really don't fucking like, but or at least I can find passion, <laughs> or at least see like, all right, I kind of get it or don't get it or whatever the case. But I mean, to see through the eyes of someone else, kind of live that on that side of town, like fuck, yeah. that's gonna be rad, man. That's yeah. gonna be super fucking cool, uh, dude. So fuck. Zach, remind me that the meeting's going to be next week so we can get an update and see what's going on. All right, I got you. Remind me and shit. So that, okay, uh, for those who are, who are interested in this, I mean, can can they actually uh, purchase this anywhere? Or Yeah, it's actually available on uh, as, as a digital uh, download on all the platforms, the, the, the usual suspects, as they say. But um, uh, it, it is available f- directly from our site as well, the vinyl itself, the, the, and it's purple. So uh, it's uh, it's, a, it's a nice little Purple thing. Vinyl. Yeah, Purple it's vinyl. nice. Purple vinyl. And uh, heaven knows we're going to do on a um, on picture disc. So Ooh. we're going to go for picture disc next time. Shit. 
I've always wanted a picture disc, so we're going to go for it with heaven knows. So I'll give you my money now. Where, <laughs> where, where, what's that thing they do online now? Uh, pre-order? No, no. Well, yeah, pre-order, but I mean. Uh, the, NFTs? You thinking about NFTs? <laughs> no, 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 not the NFTs. The, the, like the go, not the startup stuff. I don't oh, say, yeah, like the GoFundMe, stuff like that. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. like Kickstarter. Yeah, they're like Kickstarter. Yeah, like, yeah, tell yeah. me where. Like, where's that gone to now? Kickstarter <laughs> <laughs> disappeared. Oh, they're not around anymore, right? I don't think so. Oh, People should take all the money. Oh, um, is that a Russia? Is that from Russia? This one? Uh, that, it might be a bot or something. I don't know what that is. Sounds good to me. I don't Warringo. know. Sure. <laughs> Thanks. That's the drink I'm drinking, Vorigo. <laughs> so tell Prost. us. So tell us what, what should we be expecting for tonight's performance? Can you give a little bit? Well, I'm going to do my one of my, well, my very favorite live or the best band I've ever seen live was Roxy Music because they sounded exactly like they did on the record, you know. And Brian Ferry is such a great uh, performer and uh, writer, and Eno, of course. Um, we all know where Eno went to after Roxy Music, and, and it, it was while the, Eno was with Roxy Music that I liked them the best because they had that kind of uh, new wave before they were even new wave. You know, if you listen to Pajama Armor or any of the early tracks, they've got re- it's really synth driven stuff. Um, and I, lo- I just love his stuff. And uh, I, I, the first track that I'm going to do is actually a cover of a song that he did as a solo artist, and it's called Don't Stop the Dance. Um, uh, which is a, a, a lovely, lovely, groovy tune, and so I just re- recreated it. And, and uh, I, don't, I don't think I sing it as good as Brian, but I give it a go, you know? It definitely doesn't want me to <laughs> stop the dance. I tell you that right now, Zach. I, I don't want to stop the dance. Zach's going to be dancing all the way around you with all the cameras. He's going to get all the money mm-hmm. shots. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> and then what, what, what else do we have after that? Uh, and a, a special version of The Promise. I mean, the, the, the record that we just showed then... Um, is uh, the Prague Philharmonic Orchestra. But when we recorded The Promise at the power plant, uh, Ben Rogan, who was the engineer for Sade, we couldn't get Robin Miller, so we got Ben Rogan to produce us, who did a brilliant job. Uh, He decided that he wanted uh, a version of The Promise with the... uh, Well, we got the London Philharmonic Orchestra. Of course, we'd never worked with an orchestra before, and what an experience. It was, uh, you know, to have the whole orchestra... We actually went to another studio because the power plant wasn't big. They didn't have a big enough room... So we had the orchestra in it. I think it was over the road. Forget that. It was that big church that, what's the name, George Martin owned. Uh, what's it called, that one, the big one on... Anyway, it, it was a massive studio where we went with the London Philharmonic and a guy called Nick Ingman did the uh, the score. He, he, he rearranged it and everything else for strings. And we never used it. We never used it on the album. It was never used. And, and this is the first time on radio that it's ever... Uh, you know, that I've ever sung it live. Damn! Yeah. World premiere. Big <laughs> fucking exclusive. <laughs> live here the Pig Studio. I just peed a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Just, just, just a little bit, bro. I don't know if I'm going to go to the doctor for that. <laughs> Jesus. Mm. Um... Holy fuck, that's so amazing. Uh, thank you for even, like, well, first of all, thank you for coming down and hanging out thank with you. the pigs no. and being part of the pigs, number one, and let alone even performing live. And guess what, Zach? I just joined the band tonight. I'm the one who's actually going to be starting the music. Oh, oh, I, I, I can do the DJ. Yeah, 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 I can do that. <laughs> there it is. It's going to be a lot of We were pretty spot on, weren't we? <laughs> Tuned is. and everything. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> how, about I have, how, many, how many times I've heard that? I better know if I... <laughs> I hate it, and I love to hate it to play it, so... Oh, um, you know what? I... We, Let's just get it going. We, we need just, to. We just, I, I don't think I, I can talk to you forever, and I know you need to get home to your wife. Uh, I want to thank you for coming down and, and, and sharing some words. Uh, and I hope one day you can come back again. And hopefully, Absolutely. maybe after the movie is done, maybe we can have both you guys, maybe have some part of the crew come down. And we can talk about it and showcase a little bit online. And Beautiful. I, I don't know. Let's 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 hype it up. When the club jumps off, we gotta have Pigs Radio broadcast live from Don't the club. Yeah. Serious won't do it. <laughs> we'll get it yeah. done. We know how to party. That's right. That's right. And, and we know it. how to get it done I on top it. of everything else. I feel it. You know what? Um, before, uh, we're going to get you set up on stage. Tell us a little bit about this track uh, that we're going to play right now. Uh, uh, goodbye. Ooh. Well, I was contacted when I lived. I lived in uh, Redondo Beach when I first came here in 2012. Um, I loved living by the beach. It was great. And uh, this guy, a guy from a, I'd never heard of before, and he's actually from Edinburgh in Scotland. And he's actually moved back there now. He works for Apple and he worked in San Francisco. And he contacted me and he says, I've got, I've got a tune um, and uh, I'd like you to put some words to it and sing on it. So he came to stay and um, he, we, we just recorded it in two days. Put this, uh, he'd got the music all ready. So he. I, I get very inspired. If somebody's written a great piece of music, it's like, I mean, I, I think anybody can be inspired by a, by a great piece of music. But, where, you know, when you're a singer and, you, and it's in you, because I, I can't stop. My wife says to me, you're not listening to me because I've got these things coming in my, <laughs> or in my head all the time. And it, it's, yeah, that's uh, it. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's a true story. It's a true story. Uh, but, but it, you know, I get these ideas. But especially when you hear a good piece of music. And it, it came with this uh, track, a backing track. And it just automatically kicks some words in it, and it's all really about this. Is actually, it was actually on a uh, an album, a compilation album on uh, from Ibiza. You know, I don't know whether you know Ibiza is the dance capital of Europe. It's where all the dance heads go, and it's uh, you know all the DJs play there, all the big DJs play there. I thought that was just all of Europe in general. But okay, uh, no. good to know. There's like a, a focal. Well, there is an island. It's an island off the coast of Spain. It's yes, Spain, yeah. the Balearics. Oh, their yeah. version of Island Boys. Yeah. Got it. Okay, <laughs> got it. Right. Makes sense. It's the good version. Oh, okay, so, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it was actually on uh, Cafe Del Mar, which is a chill out place where when you've been clubbing over uh, night, they'll go to this place, and it's a nice. They've got nice comfy chairs and they play really nice chill out music so this was written specifically for that and they put it on their album so uh and it was the volume 22 on cafe del mar and it's uh, for me i think this is one of the one of the best songs i, I think that i've written uh, oh. uh, lyrically and and musically i think melody wise i think so yeah and, uh, okay, that's yeah. that's. And his uh, name's Cole Bennett from FM eighty four. He now he's now back in Edinburgh. He's a great guy and a great songwriter. And uh, I'm sure we'll do something again. Just knowing that, I'm going to listen to a little bit different because I've been jamming out to this track, and I'm like, it's a good track, dude. It's a fucking good track. But now to know that, like, bro, he threw down. Like this is, oh. th- this is like. <laughs> This is it, bro. Like, <laughs> this is, it deserves right. another oink. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
And Al, thank you for coming down. I mean, I oh, hope it's been my pleasure, and, man. And, this and, is awesome. And I thank hope you. that I mean, before that, I mean, I hope we can get you to come down and talk about some more fucking. I don't know. I mean, sounds like yeah. we can talk about almost anything in the live music industry. Or yeah. it's, it's I no see it, I see it in your eyes. You barely have a soul, and you're barely going <laughs> hot. So you have stories, sir. So I, I yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I got I got stories. I got, got stories for days. Yeah. Uh, maybe you can chill out a little bit with this track right here and get you nice in the mood for for, for some life. Clive, right now. <laughs> it's about to get sexy. And by the way, dude, I had some incense going on earlier. I don't know if you feel the aroma. I was trying to get the stench out, but I mean, did you, did you, did you shower after all that? I showered before. Right. Yeah. Right, cool. I mean, they got they got a vibe in here. Yeah. It's vibe. I know. It's, 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 it's about to get like uber sexy. All right, picture you'll be right back.
In case you guys don't know, we're Chicks, and we love listening to Pigs Radio. You're listening to Pigs Radio, broadcasting live from a secret location in Compton, California. The talk show that makes psychiatrists see other psychiatrists, other psychiatrists, other psychiatrists, other psychiatrists. Other psychiatrists. It got sexy in here. It's super dark. I'm trying to press buttons. I don't even know what the fuck I'm pressing. But I know where my favorite button is because it's a Pigs Radio Pig exclusive kind of night. Zach, how you feeling on there on camera? Let's 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 get the Zach cam going. Hold on. That's bam. Bam. What's up? Oh shit, Zach. Oh shit. Oh. Nerd night. It's all the gadgets, man. It's all the gadgets. Um, once again, Clive, I can't, I can't express my my gratitude enough for tonight for you coming down and hanging out and just talking for a little bit and just kind of giving us the lowdown of. Of, Thank you very much. Of, of just what it is to be Clive, the fucking the, <laughs> the new wave rock star, and just kind of still doing what you do, and that's that's, yeah. that's, that's that's amazing. Thank you. It's still to be able to be passionate about things and love to write and produce and work, and I don't know, just being creative and and having creative outlets, and hopefully still inspiring others. And you know, um, I I don't have a musical fucking talent in my bone. I I love collecting guitars and placing them up. I don't know how to fucking play them, but I appreciate people who do, and especially music that is out there to touch and move and groove or just make it feel. You know what? There's still stuff, uh, really good stuff coming out of Manchester as well, and uh, we're uh, we're actually talking about putting a a show together. um, You know, championing, championing, championing the new breed of artists. Uh, Mike Pickering, Pickering, one of the DJs from the Hacienda, said, you know, nobody wants to listen to us old DJs anymore. There's bands like the Ting Tings, and there's a, there was another band he mentioned that were coming out of Manchester. There's a, there's a really good, um, you know, um, feel of it coming out of Manchester at the moment, and hopefully when all the stuff uh, ends, we're going to be able to see them, and uh, hopefully they'll tour here. So we're championing the new breed. Ooh. That that's amazing, and I, I can't wait to see all the new things that are going to be coming. Zach, are you excited? Are you excited? Stay excited, man. Oh, Get that's right. That is right. <laughs> all right. I know we gave a little bit of intro, but uh, I mean, do you want to tell us a little bit of background about the the why why this track for the cover? I mean, w- w- what about it do you love so much? Or I, I, I Brian Ferry as a songwriter and a, as a performer, Roxy Music. Uh, Brian Eno, you know they, they they were the band, you know. Uh, they, for me, growing up, you know, they, you know, we we when we I, I I was lucky enough to see them, and they 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 were the oh, one of the only bands I think uh, above and beyond are, have have kind of come that way where you you go to see them and their live sound is as good as the records, you know. And, and Roxy Music were like that, and you could see that the the production was uh, really looked after, and uh, I admire. Uh, Brian Ferry, Brian Eno, Phil Manzanera, Paul Thompson, drummer, 
Uh, Andy Mackay, the sax player, they were all great people. You know, there's not many bands where every member's fantastic. I mean, the Beatles were the last, Roxy Music were one of the last, Queen. You know, it's, uh, it's, uh, I, I don't think I can mention one today, so it was a, it was a great period to be. So I chose um, a, a song called Don't Stop the Dance by Brian Ferry as a solo artist. It's one of my favourite songs to dance to as well. Ooh. Zach, you better not stop dancing when you start recording. <laughs> All right. This is two fixers. <laughs> you know what? It wouldn't be Pigs Radio without me kind of pushing the wrong fucking button. Now, wouldn't it? Right? <laughs> it wouldn't be Pigs. That's the new song. You can play that at the, at the end. You're, you're right. We will play that at the very end.
Thank you. Thank you. You know what? No, I don't have Jose here to help me with buttons, but holy shit. I see you out there fucking Mario. I know I couldn't, but goddamn. That was amazing. Oh, that thank you very was much. hands down uh, one of the best mixes we've had here without Jose. Uh, <laughs> uh, obviously, I, we ran tracks with uh, with Al here, so he, 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 he gave it a comb over just to make that's sure. That's right. That's right. <laughs> wanted to be on the up and up but holy shit i didn't want to stop dancing i was moving and grooving in my chair making spewages happening like <laughs> holy shit i can see why it's i can see why it's one of your favorites yeah yeah it's a, it was one of those when it came on the on the uh if you're at a club or whatever it's one of those where you just can't help either tapping your feet or jumping on the dance floor you know it's uh he wrote some great tunes and still does it's great I, I, you know what? I'm gonna have to check out the original version just to see. Oh yeah, that's oh, it's, yeah. it's really good. I I, I I dig that. All right, so 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 once again, tell us a little bit about this pay exclusive. Uh, why? Why? I mean, obviously, I guess because it's it's new. I mean, I guess you've done it before, and I guess because of COVID, I'm about to say you haven't done it live. You haven't done it live stream or anything like. No, it was one of those things that I, it, it's a it's a weird story actually because all our. Um, all our back catalogue, if you like, or all our recordings are held at Abbey Road in London. And uh, I contacted them and I said, I need a backing track for The Promise because I want to do the song, like, you know, we've been doing showcases and stuff like that. We wanted to do the vocals live with the backing track. And they, um, and I'd forgotten we'd done this track in the studio. It was that we recorded the album at the power plant, uh, including The Promise, of course. And uh, Ben Rogan um, decided that he wanted to do an orchestral version, so we got a guy called Nick Ingman, who's uh, part of the London Symphony Orchestra. He um, he, uh, re- he scored all the strings and everything else and uh, came up with this brilliant... And I'd forgotten about it. So I asked for a backing track from Abbey Road, and they sent me the, a, a CD uh, that they'd, take, they'd mastered it off the original tape, and it was the, actually the orchestral version that we'd done with the London Symphony Orchestra. So it's never been on a record, never been recorded, it's never been sung live. So this is the first time. It's a Pigs exclusive. Oh, oh my God, Pigs exclusive. Jose, I'm sorry you couldn't be here to say Pigs Radio exclusive, but holy shit. <laughs> Zach, you better get all the fucking good angles here. You get one shot, baby. This is a one-time deal. You got this, Zach? You know I got it. All right, man. Uh, uh, Clive, I mean, once again, thank you for coming down and even just singing this for the first time ever. And I hope that people will find, obviously, I mean, the song that you sing I will live on forever in my life and hopefully for everyone else. And hopefully this just gives someone a little bit of a different tingle. Thank you. And I, I dedicate this to my dad who passed away yesterday. I don't want to bring the level down a lot, but he would have loved me being here you know i mean I, the, 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 I could have said no i don't want to do it and but i know that he would have wanted me to because he was the guy he, he inspired me right from the beginning you know he, and my granddad his dad was into music and stuff so he, they they were the guys that got me started and my dad was the guy that made all the stuff for us when we couldn't afford stuff you know lighting systems and smoke machines probably made that one you've got there <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. he, he he it sounded like he was an amazing person and was, it's, yeah. it's 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 amazing to hear of people brought you know 
backing their their kids up and obviously there's not enough of that I think in the world and yeah. I think if there was I think people would be in a better place absolutely and, and support your people support your friends support your kids don't be an asshole listen positive you know just don't be a dick don't be a Jose just don't be a Jose <laughs> and the world will be a better fucking place and and look man you you nurture and you show some love I mean fuck you don't know what can happen absolutely and you don't know how that thing can change people's lives and yeah I mean well he believed more than I did you know he le- he believed in me more than I did you know, and, and more than the band that I was in you know he believed in it more than uh, all the rest of the members of the band you know he, he kept going and uh, you know keep going keep doing the work in men's clubs and keep going and learning your trade you know we played some uh, pretty rough places uh, growing up with a band called Bow Ledger before when in Rome so it was a, a, a great um, it gave us a great understanding of the business and it gave us the uh, you know we were in front of crowds that weren't quite appreciative sometimes and so we're lucky now that when we go to places that people come uh, that pay to see us and uh, I think they deserve a great show and uh, that, the reason why I brought Al on board is because I wanted to really polish the production up front before we actually went out live. And I said before, you know, if you sound great in a garage, you're going to sound great live. Oh, man, it's going to sound great tonight. <laughs> and you're absolutely right. And, I mean, obviously, this will go out to your dad and to all those who aren't here today because of whatever reason. I mean, make it count. Tell your loved ones you love them because yeah. you just don't know. Tomorrow is something else. And absolutely. Today's today. So, yeah. Oh, so this is for my mum as well because she asked me to sing it at her funeral a month or so ago. But obviously, it was one of those times. I just it was one of those, I just couldn't at that time. So, but now this is for her and for him. Oh fuck! Okay, <laughs> Zach, don't cry. Don't don't. This is, is going to be beautiful. Thank you, sir. Sometimes if I shout, it's not what's intended, these words just come out, with no cross to bear. I'm sorry, but I'm just thinking of the right words to say, I know they don't sound the way I planned them to be, 
But if you wait around a while, I'll make you fall for me. I promise. I promise you. I'm sorry, but I'm just thinking of the right words to say. I know they don't sound the way I planned them to be. And if I had to walk the world, I'd make you fall for me. I promise. I promise you I will. I'm gonna tell ya. I need to tell ya. I've gotta tell ya. I've gotta tell ya. I'm sorry, but I'm just thinking of the right words to say. I know they don't sound the way I planned them to be. But if you wait around a while, I'll make you fall for me. I promise. I promise you. I'm sorry, but I'm just thinking of the right words to say. I know they don't sound the way I planned them to be. And if I had to walk the world, I'd make you fall for me. I promise. I promise you I will. I will. I will. I will. Yeah, I will. I will. so much thank you thank you you can hear all those ripples clapping of, of all your Facebook followers and <laughs> they are clapping. sounds like a gentleman's club back in Manchester right now <laughs> yeah downstairs at the hack <laughs> uh, Clive once again thank you for sharing uh, please go like subscribe follow him follow the projects that are coming out there's some new stuff happening Clive is continuously making music, and it's amazing, amazing music. I mean, beyond a one-hit wonder in my book, for sure, your music keeps motivating, and I think it keeps touching people, and I and I just I can't wait to see what else you got coming out, man. Thank you so yes, much Thank for coming you. out. And we had one more one more track that we're going to actually play off with. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, we wrote this, um, obviously, during the, the, the uh, I think it was the first lockdown that we had, and... Uh, we uh, and and it, it was weird because I got it was very much like the uh, FM eighty four situation. This a guy called Colin Wood contacted me and he says I've got this tune. He says it's a bit too poppy, but I'm going to do one that'll suit you a bit a, a bit better. But I thought straight away it sounded great, so I actually cut it and paid, you know cut it about a bit and rearranged it and uh, wrote some lyrics to it and a melody, and then Al come, came on board and uh, mixed the tune and mastered it and everything else so it's kind of a all of a it's a homegrown record if you like and and uh didn't cost anywhere near as much as it did to record the promise but <laughs> but it's but it's up there with it you know production wise it's definitely up there with it because the promise uh, the album was recorded 48 track we had two uh, 24 track machines uh, uh you know mid simty together you know the, the using simty time code they were locked to, together and uh, we recorded 48 track but this in my little home studio and mastered, well, uh, recorded and mastered by Al sounds 
every bit. Well, that's where te- technology's come, hasn't it? We were talking about technology before. It's come so far that you can actually do this stuff as long as you know exactly what you want, you've got, you know, as long, as long as you know what to get to get those sounds, you know, and uh, I think we have a bit of a head start, you know. Absolutely. Just for those that are there listening, if you don't know, you don't have to spend a shit ton of money. You can get away with a, a lot of things with a $100 mic. Like, Absolutely. You yeah. don't have to buy a four, five, six, dollars $1,000. Nah, you can get away with some shit as long as you know how to EQ some stuff, balance the stuff in the room. Like, you That's can right. make some fucking magic happen. Absolutely. I, t- I spoke about a guy called Gerald. It was a big ch- tune, uh, Voodoo Ray at the Hacienda. It was always played there, especially. And I remember "Hot, Hot, Hot" by Arrow. You know that tune, "Hot, Hot, Hot." That that was one of the last tunes at the Hacienda, and that was great as well. But before that came on, Voodoo Ray would come on, and that was done in his bedroom, and it was way before all of this. So he was recording on some very, very. And in fact, our demo was done on a little Tascom four-track machine on a TDKC ninety. Yes. Yes. So to get a hit record, you really don't, you know, you've got to have the stuff, you know, you've got to have what's going on in your head, you've got to be able to interpret it, and, and it doesn't take uh, the, the, the most expensive equipment to do that. Just get it done. Yep. Just get it done. Absolutely. Be like Al, get it done. <laughs> get the gear is cheap, the talent <laughs> ain't. The toilet. <laughs> toilet is the vocal boom. Yeah, right, 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 right. You can't order talent on Amazon, though, oh, so no, get your skills together, kids. Yeah, and it doesn't come the next day. It definitely doesn't come the next day. That's right. Well, That's once right. again, thank you so much. I mean, this has been an honor for me to just be able to kind of sit a room away from you and watch you perform one of my all-time favorite fucking songs. And I don't know, man. I'm winning. I mean, I, I don't know about anyone else, but I, fuck. I'm on top of the mountain right now. Oh, and and not only that, we get to hear some new fucking music. So thank you guys for uh, checking out Pigs. Make sure you like, subscribe live every Sunday night, the longest-running podcast in the fucking world. If you don't believe me, go <laughs> ask your mom. <laughs> am, I, am I singing this one now or not? No. No. If you want, if you can see, I'm yeah, just going to the track. Well, I'm not going to kid. I'm miming here. I'm not going to kid anybody because it's like top of the pops again. <laughs>
try Can we let go of the past and make it around this time Yeah Is it too late to say I'm sorry Is it too late to fix your broken heart Is it too late Is it too late I think Al's got a big drum solo coming up in a minute. <laughs> Now I hear your voice above the crowd. I ask you once again, how long will it take to face You know what, after hearing that, maybe Jose, maybe it is not too late to fix us. Uh, shout out to you, bro. Uh, fuck, man. Uh, you know what? It's, just, it's never too late. It isn't. It, it is never too late. Never too late. Just stop being a dick. <laughs> it's never Stop too late. It's never too late to fix it. <laughs> yeah. uh, once again, thank you. Uh, go follow him at Clive. Uh, you, it's two different ones, right? Clive Farrington and then Clive Farrington winning Rome UK. Yeah, well, it's Clive Farrington, my own site, and then this Farrington Man. Oh, Farrington Man. I'm yeah. sorry. Okay, okay. Which is the one that kind of. Uh, do they call it supersedes? It supersedes when in Rome, if you like. We're, this is the the. This is what we call ourselves now. Farrington Got it. Man. The, 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 to keep us out of trouble. That's right. The reincarnation. <laughs> the rebirth. Uh, thank you guys so much. And Al, once again, thank you, brother, for coming down and hanging hey, man, down thanks. and sharing some, 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 some uh, real stories. Quick, real quick, I just want to send a shout out to Felix, man. Our buddy Felix was yes, going to roll out yes, to yes. with us tonight, and he couldn't make it. And I kind of owe Felix a, an apology because he's got a bunch of songs that I'm supposed to be mixing, and I got lazy over the holidays, and I haven't done it. So, Felix, I haven't forgot about you. I'm going to mix your shit. <laughs> We're going to be back in the studio finishing a bunch of tunes for him. And you should have him maybe come through sometime. You know, yeah, like definitely. He's, he's got a record. Like, he's got a whole record worth of stuff that we're going to that we're working on so yeah. how about we set it so, up to where we do a maybe an album release party and we I have it. perform live and I love we'll it. do a listening party and have some you know we'll play some tracks and maybe hopefully by then there may be a little I video love it, man you're gonna love it man. it's like a dark, dark wave 80s kind, of, a kind good, of vibe love it yeah. I just want to say hello it's as cool. well to Felix uh, I know you're at home you're probably listening to this I hope you're listening to this anyway so uh, we do miss you here mate and it would have been a uh, it was great anyway but it would have been nicer with you here but next time mate we yeah do, man we'll come back will. through we'll come back through and bring Felix I Absolutely, and hello to Paula as well. Yeah, absolutely. Much love. Much love. Much love, and make sure you show the pigs the love on across all your social medias. Smash that subscribe, like, tingle, whatever you gotta fucking do. Just like the pigs. Don't be a dick. 
On that note, pigs out! And now, ladies and gentlemen... Hey, yo, DJ, stop the music! This show may cause birth defects and or cancer. Void where prohibited in the southern red states. Official sponsor of the Special Olympics. Not really. 2% financing available for nothing. See your official Toyota dealer for recall as penalty for not buying American. This show may cause massive amounts of marijuana consumption. This show has been a joint venture of cockballs and ass. Free salad tossing available upon request. Visit RobertReese.com. Sexual relations among cousins is not incest. Thank you. That will conclude this evening's entertainment.